Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House. tuning into a special weekend edition of another Dolphins podcast where we are going to run through some key takeaways from Miami's 34 to 13 win over the New York Jets on Black Friday. Joining me to do that, NFL and New York Jets reporter for the NY Daily News, Antoine Staley. How you doing today, my friend? I'm I. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Hey, first and foremost, right off the top here, 34-13 win for the Miami Dolphins. What was that environment like at MetLife Stadium? How quickly did it take the boost to get out? Because it sounds like there's some Jet fans who are pretty much over the season. Yeah, I think it was a lot of Dolphin fans there. That's probably like I've covered a lot of games at MetLife, whether it be covering the Dolphins or, you know, the now the Jets. And I think this is the most Dolphin fans I've seen uh, there. I mean, obviously they had the MetLife takeover, which is getting bigger and bigger. But, you know, I think the fact that the Dolphins have been really good this year, really the last couple of years, I think – now is you know fans are a little bit excited to do more road trips and this is one of the road trips that they decided to do and you know at the towards the third quarter you start hearing like let's go dolphins and then i'm listening as i'm at the game i'm also listening to uh the telecast too so you could actually hear it on tv that you know, on tv like you're hearing the let's go dolphins which is not so good for Jet fans, especially watching the game. But, you know, that's kind of the reality of it. I mean, the Jets offensively, they're historically bad right now offensively. But defensively, they're really good. But, you know, I think you're starting to see now, you know, when you have a bad offense, just kind of the effects of it. Like, I mean, the Dolphins kept the Dolphins offense, kept the Jets defense on the field for, I think, for 36 minutes or something like that. And then the Bills kind of did a similar thing. They kept them on the field for 37. So we're talking, you know, over 70 minutes you know, the last two weeks. And this is a short week, too. So mm-hmm. they they really wore down. And I think you can see the effects of that yesterday. It's kind of corny, but I do want to mention that it was kind of a tale of two halves here. There was one play that really changed everything. The Dolphins were leading 10 to 6. And one of the interesting things is that the Jets decided to go with Tim Boyle 
in hopes of opening up the offense a little bit, making he has a little bit of a bigger arm. I think we can both agree. So with about two seconds left in the first half, after Tua Tagovailoa threw back-to-back interceptions, uh, the New York Jets decided to go for a Hail Mary from the 50-yard line. What was your thoughts on that? Because Tim Boyle goes back to pass. He didn't even make it to the end zone. All his playmakers are behind him. Javon Holland comes up, grabs the ball, goes 99 yards the other way for a touchdown. And that really, I think, kind of was the uh, final dagger for this game. I thought they should have just ran the ball, but, you know, mm-hmm. I understand the thinking, too. They're like, you know, we can't score points, so why not just try this one thing, you know, see if we can get, you know, literally a Hail Mary and maybe get in the end zone or a flag or something like that, try to get any kind of points before halftime because we're talking about a Jets team that's one of the worst offenses in the league right now, and they're, they're just struggling, as you as everybody saw, to score points uh, throughout the course of the year. They have 10 touchdowns through 11 games. I mean – Again, to put that in perspective, the Dolphins had 10 in one one game against the Broncos. So that shows you how bad, although that's not normal either, but still, <laughs> uh, that just shows you kind of how inept the offense for the Jets have been. So I understand why they did what they did, but yeah, it just completely backfired. And, you know, I, I still think the Dolphins would have won the game, but I mm-hmm. mentioned to see how close it would have been had that play not happened. I'm sure it would have been a much, much closer game. I completely agree with you. Were you surprised about how it unfolded, though? Uh, Javon Holland, he credited, he has a bunch of experience as a punt returner, and it did kind of feel like a punt return where the ball just kind of died there. I guess that was kind of what caught me off guard is just the ball didn't even reach the end zone. I don't even think when, when Holland caught the ball, you didn't even see a Jets player in the picture. Do you think there was uh, some some win factor there? Or it just he, he just didn't make it to the end zone. No, it wasn't a whole lot of win um, on Friday. It was just, yeah, just didn't make it to the end zone. I mean, he called it at the one, and – you know, all the receivers were kind of behind him in the end zone. Mm-hmm. So once he got going, once he got, you know, once I think he got to like 30 or 40, I was like, yeah, this is not good. This is not good for the Jets. And then it was nothing but offensive linemen and Tim Bull. And then if one of them couldn't take him down, like he, it was it was done. It was a wrap. So, yeah, it was one of the craziest plays you, you'll see uh, in any game, really. But, yeah, I mean – like I say, once he got that momentum going, you just felt like, okay, this this could be a lot of trouble. And then it really completely changed the game. It took the air out of the you know, whole stadium, especially off the uh, interception by DJ Reed. So. Absolutely. I think what we've seen from this Dolphins defense is a unit that's definitely headed in the right direction. Since week five, I think they've allowed more than 21 points just one time. How do you feel they did limiting someone like Brees Hall? I think Robert Sala came out Saturday morning, had some interesting comments about uh, Brees Hall not really being able to get those uh, gritty, the grimy yards, but this is someone he had a a season high, seven receptions, but only seven carries for 25 yards. Is this something where the offense just really couldn't get him going or did the Dolphins defense have something to do with that? It's a few things. I think, you know, you got to give credit to the Dolphins. I think they did a good job. I mean, whether it be sacking the quarterback, they had seven sacks against Bull. So mm-hmm. I think that was big key as well. I think, you know, what you're seeing with Brees, like he hasn't really had a big game since uh, the Broncos game on October 8th. I mean, he had 177 yards in that game, I believe. And then since then, teams have really been keying on stopping him in the run game. And I think that's, and the Jets hadn't been able to pass the ball very well. So, they're loading up eight and nine in the box and then making him a focal point. And I think he talked about that after the game on Friday, how, you know, how the teams are attacking him and really Garrett Wilson. I mean, those mm-hmm. are two of the big playmakers for the Jets. And, you know, they can't get going. And it's going to be hard for them to get, generate any kind of offense 
But I know Robert talked about how he might be pressing and can't get those gritty yards, but also had to take into account the Jets had four, you know, backups on the offensive line yesterday. Absolutely. So, I mean, they're, they've been decimated completely by injuries. They used their eighth different offensive line combination and through 11 games. Like, I think that's high, that's high most of anybody in the league right now. So that shows you kind of the state of the offensive line right now. And they still have six more games to go. So you have to figure it'll be more and more changes probably on the line too. But yeah, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. But yeah, you have to give credit. I think the Dolphins defense has played really, really well the last couple of weeks there where you look at the Raiders game there. I don't think the offense played up to their standard there against against Vegas. And then I think like they could have made some better plays against the Jets too. I mean, obviously Tua, you know, through two interceptions. Uh, so he didn't play particularly well. But, you know, the defense, especially with Fangio, I think it was a lot of questions, especially week one when the Chargers ran up so many yards against the Dolphins defense. But it takes time for just to kind of develop and gel, especially when you have a new off defensive coordinator coming in there. And I think you're kind of seeing, you know, him putting his fingerprints on everything. Although the uh, Jalen uh, Phillips uh, injury was is really rough. I definitely wanted to ask you about that. I mean, what a tough day for Tim Boyle. 12 quarterback hits, seven sacks, three yards per carry on the ground from the rushing attack. Christian Wilkins had two sacks. He leads the team with six and a half. I'm curious, where is that line in the sand for you? Because we're getting to the point, especially fans of the Dolphins, we want to see this defense be special, right? They have a lot of those premier players. Uh, the Jalen Phillips injury hurts so much. He, uh, It's an Achilles injury. Nothing's confirmed on that yet, but it does definitely sound like, excuse me, his season is in question. Uh, where's that line in the sand of, did you feel that the Dolphins defense was doing some things that maybe could have it be seen as a special group, or is it just kind of tough to see against a team like the Jets where you mentioned it? Eight offensive line combinations, Tim Boyle, um, a lot of defenses can really find success against the Magic like that. Yeah, I think it's like in the middle. I think the truth is in the middle. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how special they can be, but and I think you've seen the improvements like in a week-to-week basis there. I mean, you can say whatever you want to about the, the opponents the Dolphins have faced and who they've beaten, but they've beaten who they're supposed to be. Right. And I think that says a lot about where uh, teams are in the league. I mean, you look at the Eagles. I mean, they only have one loss, but – and one loss came against the Jets, too. So, yeah, it's, it's something to be said about being able to take care of business against inferior opponents. And I think the Dolphins have been able to do that um, on a consistent basis this year. And, yeah, I mean, the Jets offense is not good. It, kind of, it stinks right now. I mean, that's kind of that, – that's probably the nicest way to put it right now. <laughs> but, you know, the fact of the matter is that the Dolphins did exactly what they had to do. They limit Brees Tall. They didn't let him go particularly really wild. Garrett Wilson was kind of, you know – he did his thing, too. I mean, he had seven catches for 77 yards, I believe, with a touchdown. But I think that's as good of a job as you could do possibly right. on him, uh, considering the circumstances. And the fact that, especially in garbage time, too, where they were trying to get him the ball, too. A lot of those catches came late in the game when the game was already decided. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You mentioned the game against Denver, 10 touchdowns, and I think everyone's standards for this offense just kind of went through the roof since that point. Over the last two weeks, they've lost the turnover battle to Tim Boyle and Aiden O'Connell here. They've turned the ball over three times in each of the last two weeks, two, two interceptions within about a minute, including a pick six. 
Do you feel that the Dolphins might have a little bit of a turnover problem here? I think one of the biggest things I wanted to see this game was just playing it clean. I'd rather them win, you know, 20 to three, maybe 20 to six without the turnovers, despite not having the flash, just so this team can prove they can play, have kind of like a clean operation, I'll say. Yeah, I've seen, I saw both games against the Raiders and obviously the Jets too. So, I mean, the Raiders, say what you want to about the Raiders, but their defense is like really underrated. I think they're deep. I mean, obviously, Mike's Crosby, everybody talks about him, but, you know, I, I saw it against the Jets. I saw it, you know, watch the game against the Dolphins and the Raiders. They have a really good defense and it's getting better. And uh, it statistically, I don't like to say, I think they're like in the middle right now, but mm-hmm. they played really well at, as of late. So, I think that has that plays a role in it too. But yeah, you definitely want to limit the turnover, especially as you play teams that are just as good as you are, if not possibly better. When you play teams like Baltimore and obviously Dallas later on the season and Buffalo the last game of the year too, you're going to have to limit those turnovers because that could be the difference in winning or losing. When you play teams that are not very good, uh, like the you know the Raiders, are, I think a little bit mediocre. The Jets are a bit of a mess right now for a lot of different reasons that you know I don't have necessarily a whole lot of time to get into. But um, yeah, when you play teams like that, then you can turn the ball over and still be able to overcome those mistakes. And you know, I think that's kind of what the Dolphins did on Friday. I couldn't believe it. You know, as much as I talk about the Dolphins, I, I went right back to the Raiders' stats following that game. I couldn't. They have one of the best passing defenses in the league. They average like. 220 passing yards allowed. It's absolutely insane that that was just glossed over for so long where you should have given them some credit because that was definitely on display. Uh, Speaking to that, though, I think what makes this Miami Dolphins offense dangerous is the ability to mesh the, the passing attack, that downfield passing attack with the running game. What we saw on Friday was Raheem Mostert score two touchdowns. I think we really saw the uh, the Jets defense really just run out of gas near the end there. Uh, Jeff Wilson, he averaged about five yards per carry. How do you feel about this Miami Dolphins rushing attack, especially when you have those games against Buffalo and Dallas, and you obviously want to be able to run the football in January? Well, I think, you know, you're getting HN uh, back is definitely going to be big for them too as well. But they have depth too. Obviously, Moster's been, you know, better in this league. Yeah, he, he's somebody that can obviously, you know, put up some bit stats there. I think we've seen it throughout the course of his career. Even last year, you know, with the Dolphins too, he's kept him in a lot of games as well. Uh, Jeff Wilson definitely a really was surprised there. They ran the ball really well against the Jets, but that's not really a – I had a feeling they were going to do that because – you know, I don't think a lot of people may notice as good as the Jets defense has been this year. They were one of the worst rushing defenses. 31st, I think. Yeah, the 31st now in rushing defense, which is, you know, uncharacteristic. I mean, that's basically what it is. I mean, last year they, they were one of the best teams in the league. And, you know, this year, you know, I know they've had some injuries. I know Al Woods went down. I think that really, you know, having a 350-pound man in the middle of your line and losing him to an Achilles injury, that really hurts too. But, you know, I think having that running game to be a compliment to Tua, I mean, it's big. It's definitely going to be big, especially if you have to go on the road somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. possibly in January to Kansas City or, you know, let's say Baltimore where to get, you know, the number one seed too. Uh, you, you, need to, you need to have a running game, a strong running game to be successful, especially when your passing game isn't working or it's win. You know, you're dealing with elements and things of that nature too. It's good to have that um, in your arsenal too. And I think, you know, that's something that I think they're going to lean heavily as the season goes on. Everyone can find all of Antoine's work in the New York Daily News. Antoine, before I let you go, one final question here. You've seen this Dolphin team in person. Obviously, you've followed them for a long time previously covering the team. Where would this team need to end for you to consider the season a disappointment? Uh, You say if – well – 
I think they need to. I think if they don't win a playoff game, I think it'd be a disappointment. I, I mean, obviously, I think they're gonna win. Uh, they're gonna win the division, unless something you know crazy were to happen in these last you know six games or whatever. But yeah, I think they finally need to break that string of not winning a playoff game. It's been since two thousand, so it's time to end that streak. I think you have to do that. And then if you get to the divisional round, you play maybe Baltimore, uh, Kansas City, you lose to them. Yeah, you might be able to, okay, this, this is a start or something. Because, you know, sometimes it takes, you know, getting to that point and then, you know, realizing, okay, we have some things to work on and then we could go to go to the next level the next year. Uh, but yeah, they at least have to win a playoff game. If they don't, then I feel like it's a bit disappointment, especially considering they made the playoffs last year. It was a close game against Buffalo. Although I know Skylar Thompson, you know, was the <laughs> quarterback, but still they had a chance to win that game. You know, they did, they came out just short. So now it's time to take that next step and actually win a playoff game and try to, you know, get at least get to the AFC championship. Antoine Staley, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate all the time and Hey, go have a great rest of the weekend. All right, you too, same, Jay. Thank you. Absolutely. Take care, my friend. That'll do it. That is all the time we have today on a special weekend edition of Another Dolphins Podcast. Joshua Houts and I will be back on Monday, hopefully with, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully a positive injury update on Jalen Phillips. But I hope everyone out there goes and has a great weekend. We will talk to you soon. And until then, see you.